Hello, my name is Joe Rodriguez, and you're listening to Get the Money Right with Todd Butzer. Todd has decades of experience in giving real estate agents the training and resources they need to get their finances on track. In this episode, Todd will be interviewing Blake Bonner, a real estate agent who is getting his money right. And now, here's Todd. Thanks, Joe. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Get the Money Right, and this is episode 26. We're so excited to have you with us, and we're really excited for you to meet our guests on today's uh, broadcast. So, we're going to introduce you to a gentleman that's been in the business about five years. In fact, his anniversary date is coming up right about now, and uh, and he's getting the money right. So I want you to just join me in welcoming Blake Bonner, everybody. Thanks, Blake, for joining us. Thank you. Excited to be here. Blake, for our listeners, just tell us a little bit about your business. Yeah. So like I said, five years in, I have one administrative assistant looking right now for a second, and then I have three agents that work with me and two part-time agents. So they're myself included, uh, be three full-time guys, two part-times and a full-time assistant. Okay, great. And what got you into real estate in the beginning? What were you doing before that? So this is actually the first career job I've ever had. So I came right out of college and started doing this pretty much right away. And mostly the draw was like a lot of people, it was towards kind of that financial freedom that can be provided through you know, an avenue without a income ceiling. So I love that. And I think there's more and more people doing what you just brought up is they're saying, look, there's a lot of opportunity here and I'm going to go in right out of school, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. So you and I have a mutual friend and he mentioned to me that you really have got the money part of your business world figured out. So let me just ask you a couple of things. Were you good at the money part, Blake, right out of the chute when you first started in the business? Absolutely not. No. So talk about that a little bit. What happened? Yeah. So I think, you know, what you're trying to essentially address with through this podcast is something that I could have used five years ago is I just don't feel like there's enough education for new agents out there, you know, in terms of being a business owner and operating like a business. And we didn't know, I didn't know anything about running a PNL, uh, what my expense ratios needed to be. I didn't properly save for taxes. It was more of, you know, cash the check into my personal savings account and use it when I needed it. And hopefully I had enough for tax. It was pretty terrible. <laughs> well, you and I on the same exact career track because I did the same thing. So what turned it around for you? Was there a moment in time where you said, look, I got to get a handle on this? Or was there a mentor involved? Or how did you do it? What happened? Yeah. So the big turning point for me was about three years ago, I signed up for a coaching group. I've been in that same coaching group since. And with that, we have to do a PL every single month and we have to do a personal budget every month, uh, allocating for a separate tax account. I mean, and I put myself on a salary. I have a full-time CPA that does all my book work, my accounting, my payroll. So it was, it was a lot of guidance through a coach. Um, I don't know that I necessarily would have gotten as dialed in as I have it today without that. Okay. And so, you know, it's one thing to have a coach say, look, you have to take a look at this part of your business and for the, the person being coached to say, okay, that's real. I, I better do it. And then it's another thing to actually take action. So once you heard, look, you've got to run a PL and you have to have a budget and so on. Once you heard those things, where did you start? What were your steps? Yeah. So my initial step was, believe it or not, you know, two years in the business, I still didn't have a company account and a company card. So that was a big first step is I needed to segregate the two and figure out, okay, 
you know, exactly how much is coming in and what's going out. And, you know, I need to be able to track my business expenses. So then I had to go and basically separate everything that was on the one card and figure out, okay, what has been spent year to date on business expenses and how can I make this easier for myself? And so that was a big first step, then setting up a separate tax account and then pulling a certain percentage out of every paycheck. And allocating that over there was the next big step, but it's overwhelming at first, for sure. So when you did this, you know, it's great to hear that you took those initial steps. You mentioned just a minute or so ago that you do have a CPA who kind of handles everything. Now, I just want to make sure that for our listeners' sake that we're, we're clear on that. Does your CPA actually produce your monthly statements also? Do they do your bookkeeping for you or is your bookkeeping being done somehow, you know, somewhere else? Yes. So they do. I do it myself as well because I want to have checks and balances for everything. And I want to make sure that I know where I'm at without leaning on somebody else. They do a very good job, but there are certain things that, you know, being in the business, I know more intimately than they do. And so being able to recognize, you know, where certain expenses are coming from and categorizing things properly is, is a huge part of it. So I take an active role and I do my own, and then I can check that against what they have done for me every month as well. Okay, great. So I hope everybody really caught what you just said, because it's something that we've been trying to drive on this podcast, the message of, we do meet a lot of people who say, look, I've got somebody who handles all that for me. Well, and that's good, except for the fact that we have to, we do have to be involved in this and be intimate with the money, right? And which is great that you're doing that. So is there a specific software you use? Are you on like QuickBooks or something like that, Blake? Yes, sir. Yep. I So I've had QuickBooks almost the entire time that I've been in real estate because it was advised to me early on that I should get into it, um, but I didn't actively really pay attention to it and utilize it to its full capabilities until about, again, about three years ago. And uh, then my, my CPA is also linked through that QuickBooks account. Okay, great. So what was the learning curve like for you? Because you said a minute ago, and I, I do agree, a lot of people feel this way, is that it could be a little overwhelming when you first start looking at this. What was the learning curve like for you in terms of getting in, kind of getting your hands dirty, so to speak, with QuickBooks? How was that? How did that work? You know, I think everything's more intimidating until you start actually doing it, right? Once I finally took this time, right, I feel that's a big thing that agents typically struggle with is it seems like it's going to take forever. So we just don't do it. And so once I just took a day that I allocated, I'm going to figure this out. I got to know where I'm at. It was caused a lot of anxiety because I was intentionally ignoring it because I knew I had enough money to stay afloat and I was doing okay there. So it didn't necessarily matter that much. However, it obviously matters a ton. And so it took a little bit of you know, I had to kind of face the <laughs> face the demon that I was trying to ignore for so long and just accept the fact that uh, if I don't pay attention to this now, it's going to get a heck of a lot worse. And I had to also accept the fact that I had no idea where I was at financially. And that was causing me a lot of undue stress and anxiety. And, you know, it was very unnecessary. So, it, you know, once I dove into it, it, it took me maybe a couple of days to get the hang of it set up pretty user friendly. I really love that comment that, you know, you, we do put things off and they, they're always harder than what really actually occurs when you first get in and start doing this. Since you've been doing this, you know, you talked about the anxiety of when the money isn't right. And we've talked a lot about on the podcast that it does cause a lot of stress and grief and anxiety. What's happened since you've really started to get the handle on this? 
Yeah, it's a great question. I think personally for me, at least a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. And um, I don't think we realize how much that plays into our day-to-day decision-making, our ability to function at a high level and get all the things that we need, you know, to operate in a capacity that we typically feel we need to be in as a team lead, right? So I'm now I'm getting better sleep. I feel better. I didn't realize the amount of anxiety it was causing me because now that's gone and I just feel better. And truthfully, you know, it's nice to be able to be in a position now where I know I'm operating a business that it's treated like a business, right? And it feels good to know that I'm in a position where I'm not running around and hoping for the best, because especially at a time like this, where the market starts to tighten up a little bit and slow a little bit down, I know I've got my reserves. I know I've got my float account. You know, I don't necessarily like living off the savings, but if I had to, we can last for a very long time if need be. Yeah, that's just fantastic. And I just love hearing how you've attacked this and the changes that it's made for you. So you're in a fairly large real estate office. And do you find yourself, you're a young man, you're relatively new to the business. Do you find uh, agents kind of coming to you around this topic? Or do you find yourself as being a mentor a little bit with this topic? Because a lot of us struggle with it. Yeah, I do. It's seldom. I will honestly, I get a lot more agents that come to me and look new ways to lead generate. Uh, how do we create new business? And a lot less agents asking me about how do we operate this like a business and how do we track our money? It does happen, but it is extremely uh, rare. I should say maybe a handful of times a year because I think it's a ego thing where people don't necessarily want to admit that they don't have the best grasp on it, especially agents that have been in this for a while kind of doing it their own way for a very long time. Do you see, just by your observations, do you see a lot of uh, what you would call mismanagement in this area? A tremendous amount, yeah. It's probably one of the biggest things agents do wrong, in my opinion. So if I'm listening to this podcast, and incidentally, there may be a lot of people who don't tune into the podcast because, again, it's not a topic they want to really talk about. But you are correct. It relieves so much stress when you get this right. So let's say I have tuned in and I'm messy. And again, we've never judged anybody on this show, but I'm messy at this. And I really do want to get a handle. What advice would you give someone who just has not yet attacked this? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, one of my biggest first steps was I went and met with somebody that I had a good relationship with. I knew I could trust. I knew they weren't going to judge me for handing them over a giant mess and saying, hey, I need help. I need to get this figured out. Um, I mean, I am below ground zero right now. I mean, this is as bad as I could imagine it personally being. And then just saying, I need to I need to turn this over. I need your help here in a professional that actually is in the space and knows what they're talking about. And then being able to lean on that person to help get everything straightened out to where you can have actually have a foundation to build on from there forward. That was very big for me. That's great advice. So just have a couple more questions, Blake. Once you decided to do this and, you know, you're in this coaching program, they're saying, hey, you got to have these certain things about your business taken care of. Once you decided to really go at this because it was causing you grief. How long did it take for you to see noticeable improvements just in your overall business financials? How long did it take to really start getting a handle on it? So I'll say I did feel that relief almost immediately. And then it almost felt empowering because right as I started doing it, then I was like, this isn't that hard. Then I started to actually get 
more interested in that than anything else because it was exciting because I'm like, don't necessarily need to earn what I thought I had to earn. I just need to keep these expenses under control. And then it became almost a game. Uh, and I would say maybe a couple months after that, I felt that I had a lot of power in that space to be able to control my business. And oh gosh, I don't, I can't imagine going back to where I was before and it's only going to keep getting better. So let's talk about that because now that you've done the, really the important work of getting the money right, what is in your future? What are you looking to do as you look at develop? You're kind of following a protocol for building your team for sure. It sounds like you're following really the millionaire real estate agent guideline here from that book. So what's next for you? Yeah, great question. <clears throat> and for me right now, we've been actively looking, we've tried a few different folks in this position and haven't quite found the best fit yet. But, you know, looking at what we can afford, you know, everything's obviously built into a budget and built into systems as to where we can allocate the money. And we do have enough where we can take on another position. For us, we'd like to hire another marketing admin type gal here relatively soon, guy or gal, whatever, in that position. That would be kind of our next big move. But uh, growth is the plan. And especially as things kind of take the pivot that they've taken recently, we're excited to expand and grow and continue to add and hopefully tap into some new market centers here in the next few years too. Good for you. Blake, we really appreciate you coming on and sharing with us. It's so inspiring to hear somebody who's got into the business right out of school, jumped right in, just took a couple of years, frankly, to figure out that you wanted to get the money right and you got all over it. And I applaud that. So we thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Hey, thank you, Todd. I appreciate it. That concludes this episode of Get the Money Right. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of our new episodes that come out every Monday. We have a Get the Money Right Facebook group linked to the description where we post discussions to answer your questions. If you want to support the show, please leave a five-star review and share with your colleague. If you're a real estate agent who is getting their money right and want to be guests on the show, please submit all inquiries to getthemoneyright.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.